Randall DeJoy has been in the Freak Nation for a long damn time. Been coming to the Freak Nation for a long damn time. And it's been a long damn time since the last time he was in here. Randy, we celebrate 24 years in June of this year. When the first time you came in the Freak Nation, did you think we would last another month? Well, come on. Of course. You know, you long. As race fans as you guys are, you know, when I met you guys 20 years ago, possibly 24 years ago, whenever you're saying, I mean, we didn't we didn't know if I was going to last. So <laughs> it's it's you guys have been great for the sport. So I'm glad you guys kept it up and kept doing it because, you know, you're there's plenty of people that come and gone in this sport. And man, you guys are still here. So two thumbs up. Randall Joy one of the top 75 NASCAR drivers of all time, three-time Xfinity Series champion, or back in the day, Bush Series champion. Getting back to those first times you were coming to the Freak Nation, Randy LaJoy, I always got the sense that you had to hold back a little bit on your personality and from things that you wanted to say, given the terrain at the time, the importance of sponsorship. You didn't want to rock the boat. Did I pick up on that correctly at the time, that maybe you weren't saying the things that you really wanted to say? Golly, I I said a lot of the things I did want to say, uh, and, and you know both both my kids they say, Dad, you know, twenty years ago they said don't get on Facebook or Bookface or whatever that stuff is. He goes, you you would go to social media jail. Uh, so I've kind of stayed off with that. I have people that do it for the seat company, uh, but I, I'm not going to argue and I'm not going to call somebody a you know what, uh, you know, because this day and age, people get offended pretty darn quick. Well, personal offenses aside, do you feel that sanctioning bodies in general handicapped you guys in the sense that they would not allow you to speak your mind, even if it, it might have seemed offensive to them as a sanctioning body when you were just wanting to voice your opinion on how to make something better? Fortunately, I believe that's changed. But do you think that was too much back in the day? Well, a lot of people, you know, they don't like to listen to constructive criticism. And that's something that, uh, that's all of us racers, you know, if number one, if you're racing, you're selfish and you want something for yourself. So you're not thinking of the whole series. And, you know, that's what the series has to think about, everybody. So individually, we're all selfish and we want what's best for us. Uh, so that's a, a lot of the issues that you see. Uh, when guys spat off, but a lot of times a lot of good comes out. might not happen right away, uh, but changes do come by being that squeaky wheel. Mm -hmm. One of the changes being like your seat company. It's interesting you talk about drivers wanting to be selfish. I was going to ask you later in this interview, but it kind of comes up now. What do you think is your lasting legacy in motorsports? Is it you behind the wheel as a driver or taking that selfishness away and creating this safety seat that is so good for so many aspects of the sport? Well, I, this day and age, uh, you know, people come into the shop and they look, they look at you and say, oh, you're the seat guy. <laughs> you know, you know, okay. But then you talk to them about driving and stuff. And then they realize when they look around my shop, all my trophies and the helmets and you know, the 75th greatest, that was a great, great honor to be part of that. Uh, you know, so there, there are some, I wouldn't mind being known for a pretty damn good race car driver. Uh, so being that 75, being on that list is pretty darn cool. Uh, 
But what I think I've done for the short track series, I've gone to 180 racetracks. I, I remember seeing you guys when we were out there in Hell Sedalia, Missouri, out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been to a lot of racetracks and I haven't tripped over any other top NASCAR drivers bringing the safety stuff. That's something that uh, I've been involved with the NASCAR R&D since it's been put up, put together. Uh, the safety industry kind of all got behind that and we helped pay for it. Uh, so it's an open book with NASCAR and their R&D center on safety. And I don't believe there should be any secrets in safety. I mean, everybody had speed secrets and you wouldn't tell the next guy what you were doing, but not in safety. You know, I mean, we all have been to funerals that it was crazy. I, I, I've been to way too many funerals and people just don't know what they don't know. So since Earnhardt has passed in 2001, NASCAR hasn't lost anybody. Uh, but that's not the same for short tracks. And, and you know, uh, life on Sunday is the same that races any day or week. Uh, so I've tried to give that information, tried to bring it to the short tracks, tried to bring it to the promoters. We're having little issues now with the short track guys. Uh, you know, NASCAR in 2001 after Earnhardt passed, did a lot of work and to see why he passed and not let it happen again. And there was so many things that went wrong with his system in his car. It wasn't just one thing. It was a whole system. And that's what we're, I've been trying to bring to the short track guys is check your systems. You know, it's, you got five or six different things. And when you go to a racetrack, I try to tell promoters, you, if you don't really pay attention to what these guys are sitting in, you, you're letting them come in and play Russian roulette. But if you take all your system and take all the bullets out of the chamber, well, then it's not a bad thing to play. Uh, so there's a lot of things that the, 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 the racing has gotten better. Uh, the cars have gone faster. We still get guys getting hurt. And if one guy gets hurt, we need to fix it so the next guy don't get hurt. So hold on. If I'm hearing you correctly, you're not just the seat guy. You're not just the three-time champion. You are the awareness guy. You are bringing so much more than just the safety of seats to these short tracks across America. Uh, absolutely. I, I bring a video, I bring a television, and I show the crash test. And, you know, when I looked at those crash tests back when I started, you know, I, I didn't realize that the dummies were so lifelike. Uh, and I questioned a lot of, well, and then you started being a crash test dummy myself. You know, I, I hit my knee on something years ago. I broke my kneecap and the doctor showed a picture of it on the x-ray. He goes, hey, you broke your kneecap. And it looked like a 916s bolt. And I, he said, how would you hit that? And I said, I'll find out. So I went and sat back in the car. And 14 inches away from my knee, I hit it. So obviously, your body stretches were 60% fluid. So, to, so we're trying to contain jello and, and the belt stretch. And, and my knee moved 14 damn inches. And it broke my kneecap. So... You know, people that tell you the belts hold you in and all that stuff, you hit something hard enough, you're going to move. And that's something that we've learned in the industry. Less movement is better. I can see the helmets in back of you there tell you uh, everything you need to know about you as a driver from the old school helmet where your chin is hanging out there to the full face helmet of the modern day. So there had to come a time when you were ready to stop. Had some had some stoppage in the NFL this week. 
Tell me about uh, what it was like for you that morning you woke up and say, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, that was 2006. Uh, that was my last ride. I didn't climb in a window. I haven't climbed in a window since. Uh, yeah, it was one of those. I helped Kevin Harvick win the championship in, in the Bush Series. Uh, when he was in the Coast Guard car, he had gone to Cup and he needed somebody to practice and qualify the Coast Guard car with Childress. I said, he asked me to do it. I said, I won't fit in your seat. And he said, just lose weight. And I said, oh, that's not so easy. But I happened to get in the best shape of my life in 2006 just so I could drive that race car. And the nine times that I drove it, practiced and qualified it, he won six of them, run second in two of them, was going for the lead and got wrecked in the third one. So he went away and won the championship by far. And that team was so darn good. It was amazing. And I went to Richard at the end of the year and asked him to, to maybe do a partial schedule. And he said, Randy, because I'm having trouble selling a 30-year-old. He says, I'm going to be a tough time trying to sell you. And I said, okay. You know, that, that made up my mind right there that I had to do something a little bit different because uh, I didn't mind driving race cars, but I didn't mind. I don't like driving slow race cars. Uh, and that's all that was out there. They, a lot of guys wanted me to start in parks. You know, and I could have made six figures. But, I, you know, if you sit at that head table a couple of years in a row and, and you're the dog that when you go into that dog fight that they're going to be chasing, you know, when you go in and you know you'll be lucky uh, to even get anything, any scraps left after the big dog seat it all. Uh, I said, okay, you know, there was no good rides up in age. I was piddling with the seat company, and I said, okay, let, let me put more effort into the seat company. Randy LaJoy, three-time NASCAR Bush Series champion, now the Xfinity Series. Always awesome when LaJoy joins us here in the Freak Nation. If it wasn't for safety, and that's a, a major part, it kept you involved in the, in the sport, but if it wasn't for the safety and your interest in it, what else would Randy LaJoy be doing right now? Oh, uh, I, I'd probably be in jail. Uh, it's uh, it's become a passion of mine to to not see people get hurt. This is a great sport. I'm a race fan. I grew up watching racing my whole life. My dad was a racer, uh, so I've been around it my whole my whole life. And you know, like I said earlier, the safety end. You know, Bill Simpson was a mentor of mine. Smart guy. I would I would talk to Bill a lot. If I didn't have the answer to something, I would ask Bill. We lost him a couple of years ago. Uh, and you know, I, there's a bunch of guys in the industry that I still could talk to and I'm just trying to help because these kids nowadays, they, we've got a whole bunch of different group of racers coming in and it, it's fun. Now I, I built kids that raced with Corey, you know, Corey raced with Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney. I mean, all the guys that are the big wigs nowadays, Logano, they all race when they were kids. And now I'm building those kids, which I call them kids, but I'm bringing their kids into seats and stuff like that. So that's pretty darn cool to see different generations coming through the door here. So it kind of tells you you've been around for a while. Freak Nation, his name is Randy LaJoy, three-time NASCAR Bush Series champion. If you're not familiar with the Bush Series, well, it's the Xfinity Series. The dude was a badass uh, we'll get into why he did not have that success in the NASCAR Cup Series. I've heard a number of interviews with Randy, but I want to hear him say it here in the Freak Nation. 
But Randy, do you think you would have this passion for safety if you didn't have, well, Corey, your 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 children and grandchildren? Is that inspiration for you to provide safety for not just your uh, your your family, but those associated with your family? Well, I mean, at first it was a, I didn't plan on getting into the seat business. Uh, NASCAR had come to me in 1994. Uh, this seat that I use today, my dad bought from Mark Donahue in 1971. Whoa. Uh, so my dad used this seat. So when I started, he said, hey, just use this seat. And okay, well, I used that seat up until 1994. I had that big wreck in Daytona in 83. You know, in NASCAR, I had to sign a waiver before I could run because they never seen a seat like that. And they said, well, if something happens to you, we, we don't want to be responsible. Uh, so I had to sign a waiver uh, so I could use my own seat, which was that Mark Donahue seat. And man, I, I, I flipped pretty bad at Daytona and had a headache, uh, was alive. But uh, they said, hey, as long as you're around, you can use that seat. I said, okay. Well, 94, yeah, they came into the shop and they said, no more fiberglass. It was a fiberglass seat, which it did have a steel frame around it. Uh, and they said, no more fiberglass. So I had to go find somebody to stamp aluminum and i brought it to i brought my seat to the, the guys in business there are two guys in, in the in the area two seat builders and neither one of them would do it they said it was too hard uh well i met a guy through a guy and we started stamping these things and the investment that i put in to, to do the stampings i said okay i'm gonna have to try to recoup some of this uh <laughs> to at least pay for it uh, luckily i was racing i was doing well uh the NASCAR Bush Series budget to the winners is, is nothing like what the Cup guys get. Uh, but I was I, I beat out a pretty good living, I thought, and started this seat company. And, you know, now 30 years later, I do believe we saved a few lives. Mm. Uh, knock on wood, I, I, I've lost only one person in a seat uh, that's been in our seat and it had nothing to do with the seat. Uh, it was a head and neck issue. Uh, and I cut the seat up into small pieces, and then it it broke my heart. I was, I was crying why I did because I did, I said, you know, it's just so damn sad that, that somebody got hurt in one of my products. So that's that's something I I didn't want to get myself hurt at the beginning. Uh, so I wanted to build myself the best seat that I could, and now I want to do it for Corey. Which you know, back in the day, they would call me a crash test dummy, but now with the cancel culture and all of that. You know, I got to call Corey a data acquisition technologist. So he's not a crash test dummy. Before we get too far away from it, Randy LaJoy, my favorite driver in history, went back to when I was a youngster. That's a long time ago. Uh, was Mark Donahue. How did you and Mark Donahue get together to where you could get a seat from him and eventually start your business? Uh, me, my brother, and my dad uh, went to Hartford, Connecticut. We're Connecticut guys, and they had a car show up there. And Mark's uh, Trans Am winning Camaro was there, and he was signing autographs. And him and my dad got talking. My dad's a Hall of Fame up in New England, so he's a he's a good racer. And then him and Mark knew of each other through the papers, possibly. Uh, and he, Mark showed my dad hit the cockpit of his car. And my dad's like, wow, that looks like a comfortable seat. And he sat in it. And he's like, wow, this thing's really nice. 
And Mark says, I, hell, I'll sell them to you. So he sold them one. And then my dad, it wouldn't fit in the modified. So he kept making it smaller uh, and finally got it to fit. And he got in bed with uh, uh, Dick Moroso. Dick Moroso you know, had his parts business. He was from Connecticut. And he, he was doing fiberglass hoods for the Corvettes. And he the Dick turned my dad on to the guy that was doing the fiberglass. And he had that guy copy this Mark Donahue seat once we got it, once he cut it up. Uh, so I, I've talked to David Donahue uh, in years gone by when he used to run the IROC and stuff. And, and I always asked him permission to, to say that I it was a Mark Donahue designed seat. And, and he didn't have a problem with that. So just tells you how smart old Mark Donahue was back in the early wow. 70s. Randall LaJoy. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, we're coming up on 24 years of Speed Freaks. Uh, did uh, the joy of seating come about because of Bob Ross, the joy of painting? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody here that quiet. <laughs> we can't even, I mean, I, I got some stuff on the walls that don't even look like his paintings, but it came from the grandkids and they're not even quiet. So when, when they're painting, you, you know they're painting, but yeah, there's no talented people like old Bob, that's for sure. Hey, again, researching for this interview, we do do a little bit of pre, uh, pre show, a little prep. Oh, tiny. Uh, going through the owners that you raced for, holy smokes, Kale Yarborough, you got Rosenblum, Lynn Rowe, Bill Davis, you mentioned Moroso, Taylor, Dick Brooks, Bass, then of course, Hendrick. No fear. No wonder you couldn't get a ride in Cup. You just kept jumping from team to team. But what the hell's what? What? Why couldn't you land with Richard Childress? Well, I mean, it was a a, a Watt thing too. Uh, when you're a, a big guy in a little pond, I guess you know when you're running mm -hmm. as well as we were running in the Bush Series. '95, uh, I went with Bill Davis, and uh, didn't have a good year. I didn't I didn't think that Cup Series was all that whatever. Uh, so I came back to the Bush series and then we had the kids, me and a wife had the kids and I could spend more time with them mm -hmm. racing on Saturday than I could on Sunday. It was really hard. It was really hard to turn down the Budweiser Rick Hendrick ride. Uh, they offered me to ride a year after Craven got hurt. I filled in nine races, run well and, and three or four of them. And they offered me a deal for the following year. And, you know, I, I said, I couldn't do it. There was like, out of the nine races that we had raced for Budweiser and Rick, uh, you know, I did like 50 appearances. And it was not hard to do appearances with the Budweiser girls. So, <laughs> you know, I, I had <laughs> options for the following year. And I said, well, I told the wife, I said, honey, I says, if I do that cup car and drive for Budweiser and Hendrick, I don't believe at the end of the year we would stay married. Uh, and I didn't want to do that to her uh, or the kids. And I, I was enjoying the kids. I built a little go-kart track out back. We had a little fun with that for about 15 years. Uh, so I just wanted to give the kids a dad on a Sunday. But it's great to have you here in the Freak Nation, Randy. You're doing a whole lot of good for a whole lot of people, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot. And, you know, it's, it's guys and gals like you guys that that are, are very good for this sport. Like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a race fan, number one. 
And I've been a fan of, of Freak Nation, you guys, since I met you 20, 25 years ago. And uh, you, you have been awesome for the sport. Thank you for your involvement. Well, Randy, uh, buddy, thank you. Best of luck to you for 2024 and beyond, man. Hey, thank you guys, too. Have, have a continued a great show. Thanks for having me on.